GCA's Patty Tremblay evinces possible guilt in her conduct after Grant's death. Some time ago, Anglican Watch covered the role of Grace Christian Academy, GCA, Grace Chapel employee Patty Tremblay in the events prior to Grant Solomon's death. Today's post examines Tremblay's strange conduct in the days following Grant's death and explores the possible reasons for her conduct. For starters, let's look at how most of us would respond in a situation like the death of a promising student like Grant. We'd be shocked, horrified, and appalled. We'd feel so damned bad for Grant's family. We'd send flowers and a card, maybe make a meal for Angie and Gracie, and let them know that we're there for them. If we knew the family well, we might even check in a couple of weeks later, after the hubbub has died down, to make sure they know of our love and continuing concern. But that's about all we can do absent a request from the family, lest we violate boundaries, intrude on grief, and cause additional trauma to the survivors. Now, let's look at how Patty and her husband behaved. Shortly after Grant's death, plans started for a celebration of life in Grant's honor. When Angie reached out to Patty for suggestions, she was surprised to discover Patty had already prepared a comprehensive list. Efficiency, maybe. But then the onslaught began. Dozens of text messages ensued. Patty and her husband started showing up at Grant's basketball and baseball games, where school officials provided delivered food and other VIP arrangements. Tellingly, in addition to lots of questions, family members recall a torrent of gaslighting, in which the Tremblays and other church insiders attempted to convince Grant's grieving family that his death was an accident. That begs the question, why? Why would the reasons for Grant's death even matter? Wouldn't the primary concern be the care of Grant's mother and sister? In considering the answers to those questions, recall that Tremblay appears to have lured Grant to his death. She was the one who pushed him to visit Steve Berger, a guy who famously makes himself unavailable to us mere mortals. Yet, in this case, he just decided to hang out with Grant to talk about how to get closer to Jesus. Aha, right. For the record, Grant was deeply distrustful of everyone at GCA, including Tremblay. Grant told his mother and sister that he actually talked about the abuse he, his mother, and his sister were facing, both from Aaron and GCA. The latter had worked diligently to get Gracie to stop talking about the abuse and refused to report the allegations as required by state law. 75 days later, Grant was dying in a ditch along a lonely stretch of highway an hour from his home. Why was Tremblay so eager to connect with Angie? Anglican Watch believes the answer is twofold. To convince Angie that Grant's death really was an accident, and in so doing, protect the Grace Chapel cult and her fellow minions. To find out what Angie knew and what was going on, that would be consistent with the role of Tremblay and her husband as Steve Berger's eyes and ears ever vigilant to report signs of disloyalty within the cult. And don't think for a moment that isn't why Tremblay is now Rob Rogers' assistant. We believe she dutifully reports any untoward signs back to Steve Berger. Another possibility comes to mind. Knowing the close relationship between Steve Berger and Aaron Solomon and the checkered finances of the Tremblay family, we suspect that Tremblay was bribed or otherwise induced by Solomon to set up the meeting between Berger and Grant. No matter how we pass things, this much seems clear to us. Patty Tremblay's conduct in the days following Grant's death strongly suggests she had a role in the matter. 
Will we ever know all the details of Tremblay's role in the death of Grant Solomon? Possibly not. But to the FBI and others, we say this. Be sure to take a close look at the Tremblays. We're confident there's more to this story and that Patty Tremblay may be a conspirator in the death of Grant Solomon. Time will tell.